Welcome back. Crush a lot podcast. I'm your boy Cheese. Let's get right into it. I'm super excited to have on our special guest here. And shout out to Nick Fadeaway Barber because he really the one that put me on. Like he put on hey, shout out to Nick, man. most people in the goddamn world. Great yeah, ambassador. Someone my man, I can't tell you how much he sells records. His endorsement means everything, damn it. Man, he buy records that I already then gave him like months ago. Yeah, you know for what I'm support. saying? Like, yeah, he real. Yeah, and if you want to know what that that raspy voice is, that's my man, Tyler Banks. It's hey, we in the building. Mr. Banks, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm excited. I'm doing good. It's Brooklyn. Allergies are about to kick my ass, but I'm good right now because these drugs are got me in a good spirit. Um, hey, there you go. I'm excited to talk about you because your work up to this point with Fire and Brimstone and the True and Living is right around the corner, but we have the single out yeah. now, has made me very excited because you're not coming from a typical hip-hop um, storytelling perspective. It's, this is a, a lot more layers to what you're presenting yeah. in your music. There's a lot of layers of... There's a lot of religious undertones. There's a lot of spiritual undertones. Connecting the body to the spirits and the undertone and the, and the everyday fights that we have that hip-hop doesn't really talk so much about. It's either yeah. you don't talk about it or you're super religious about it and then you get labeled Christian hip-hop, right? right. But you're, it's it's there. It's like there's two of you's fighting, three of four of Fighting yeah. each other. What's going on? Man, that's uh that's that's basically it. I mean, you kinda hit it right on the head. You know, uh I, I come from a real like uh real religious background. You know, my dad uh my dad started preaching when I was probably like eight or nine years old. So for the most part I, I kinda came up in the church. Uh, a lot of the first music that I did was in church, uh singing in the choir. I played the saxophone when I was young. You know, I played that up until like, you know, my early 20s. And I ended up having to sell it when I uh, originally moved out to Des Moines from Denver. Um, but yeah, you know, um, so all of that, like, you know, my spiritual journey and my journey in, you know, finding myself in hip hop and, you know, becoming even becoming a rapper and things like that and getting into, you know, doing that. It's all linked and tied together, and so like for me, it just became it's 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 more natural, you know, for me to talk about it in that way, and you know, really like I, I you know I be joking around, you know, I said I be saying stuff like you know God ghost wrote ghost wrote the album and stuff like that, but you know that's really how I be feeling, you know, wherever the inspiration or wherever it's coming from, it a lot of the times like I don't really feel like I'm necessarily as in control of it as I am, you know. Uh, as I, I pretty much sequence it or curate it in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Um, so like, uh, yeah, the, the, the themes is definitely in there, you know, right now. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily classify myself as a Christian per se, yeah, no. but, uh, but the, the current series that I'm doing with black Knight is definitely like, um, it's very, uh, biblical. Um, all of the themes come out of the Bible. You know, we got a uh, hellfire brimstone, then the next one is the true and living and then uh i got the next one already working out uh it's gonna be it's uh the called and it's the called and chosen so uh you know what i'm saying it's kind of like uh 
the stories don't necessarily, I wouldn't say it's like chronological, biblically, but it's kind of like if I was preaching a sermon, you know what I'm saying? These are like the lessons in order, you know what I'm saying, that I'll give people, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. I grew up in a very strict religious environment as well. I mean, my mom's a minister. My older brother's a, a, a pastor. So it's nothing that I don't know. That's why I was like, right. hold up, hold up. Is this is what he's really because I understood, I understood the albums in a different way. Um, it wasn't just words to me. It was like I know that feeling. Yeah. I know that confusion. I know this fight, this everyday fight. And one of the things that came to my mind, and I put it out to those people, for you can read it. And if you haven't read it, I recommend it. And this is where my comparison came in with the, at least with Fire and Brimstone up to this point. Is is a book by um, uh, C.S. Lewis called uh, the Screw Tape Letters. Yeah, I'm getting a little hip hop dorky right now because God damn it, he puts content in his music, not like mainstream hip hop. Right on, right on. That's why they're not on the show. Saying that, <laughs> the Screw Tape Letters is an interesting book. It's a dense read. It's not for everyone, but the first chapter I recommend everyone to read if you really want to get into like what some of the thematics that. Teller is really in there and I put it out there it's it's a it's one of the books that makes me so uncomfortable with my life because it's pretty much a book that talks about how an elder demon an experienced wise demon is teaching a rookie demon how to manipulate humans to stay away from the light and mm -hmm. one of the things that the 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 rookie demon was telling the older demons like, yo, I don't know really how to do this because I'm trying to have them not walk to the light, but they seem to be going there. And the elder demon was like, it's because you're thinking about humans in a, a in the context of having them have certain thoughts that would not make them think that light. Instead of doing that, why don't you trigger their hunger? For when you trigger their hunger, they're thinking about food and not that light. And if you come from it from that perspective, you'll be more successful. And then I think about all the time I'm hungry now. And it right fucked on. up my mind. And that's how yeah. I walked away thinking from your out from your from your work is like, oh, this is some deep stuff. How much of that kind of thinking is around your creation? Man, like a lot of the things that, uh, you know, I talk about a lot of like demons uh, in my music, you know what I mean? Because uh, I deal with a lot of, you know, personal demons and uh, that's kind of how I, how I work through it is, you know, through my music and uh, through my, you know, my spirituality and things like that. And uh, a lot of things that I do now, you know, coming from a Christian background are, are considered, you know, dark or evil a lot of the things you know they're not really like you know my mom's a real real receptive person she loves my music she's very supportive of me but you know there's some stuff that i kind of i still got to keep you know in the dark about you know kind of you know aspects of my character and things like that aspects of you know what i do and uh what i believe in in a sense um you know what i mean and it's just kind of interesting you know uh like you were saying dealing with when you coming from a certain place and you know certain things about it like it's like hellfire and brimstones you know Sodom and Gomorrah you know is like basically destroyed uh, my man's 
got to leave his home. You know, he can't look back. If you look back, you know, you turn into a pillar. So old girl does, you know what I'm saying? And it's like probably a terrifying experience. And so like, I kind of put myself in that mind in, in a lot of different ways, whether it be from, you know, moving from Denver to Des Moines, um, going through what I went through, having to kind of like cut off all my communication for a little bit, being kind of like, you know, in a sense, kind of like stuck out here, but not really able to go back even if I wanted to, you know what I mean? And so like knowing that if you looking back, you're not going to make it to where you're going to go, you know what I mean? But at the same time, as awful and terrible of a place, you know, your Sodom and Gomorrah might have been like, I'm sure he had a lot of like beautiful memories there that might have like wanted to, you know, draw him back. And so uh, when I was making Hellfire and Brimstone, I was actually like, uh, I had just gotten like divorced. It's a real like uh, fucked up time of my life. My ex-wife, she a real good person. I ain't never trying to like slander her name or nothing. But you know, she actually like, she text divorced me like during my great grandma funeral. It was like the like grand matriarch of my whole family. Like, so it was a real like hard time for me. You know what I mean? And dealing with that, uh, you know, her moving out. We have uh, three children together. Not them not being in the house with me, you know, me and her, uh, my daughters are five, my son is four. But me and her was together for a long time, you know what I mean? And so it was like everything with us, my whole life, you know, I live with my family. My family ended up moving out to Iowa when I was around like 18. Me and my boys all moved into a spot together, living, you know, real fast. Uh, ended up having, you know, a few kids immediately move in with her you know and the kids and all of that and then uh you know the first time in my life i'm kind of like by myself i'm in this apartment you know what i'm saying just kind of like i ain't even put a bed in there you know what i mean honestly i had a, a bed for the kids and then i didn't really have that and i just kind of had my little studio room or whatever that i was using but most of the time i was going to the studio i was hitting my man's bill at like six o'clock in the morning five thirty in the morning sometimes like yo like what you want he'd be like doors open like you know, niggas asleep but come through, you know what I mean? It's like, no problem. So it was like kind of exercising all of those like emotions without really directly talking about the situation, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's kind of where Hellfire and Brimstone came from. And then the True and Living was kind of more of a triumphant, like, you know, with me and my music and just everything in my life, all the stuff that I've been through and, you know, uh, like, all of these situations that I've been in since I started rapping, you know, uh, my daughters was born like real premature. Uh, they was born at 26 weeks. They was both under two pounds. So like when, even when they first came home from the hospital, like me and my, uh, me and my ex-wife, we were staying in a studio apartment. We had a dog. My, uh, so we had the closet was like, had hangers and stuff on both sides. We had bassinets under where the hangers were supposed to be. And then I had a little, little like desk table with a laptop and a little mic hanging. <clears throat> For a long time, I used to rap on like a little Guitar Hero mic and shit, like dead ass just right into the, uh, you know what I'm saying, USB or whatever. And so it was like going through that, still dealing with it, dealing with, you know, all the, you know, financial insecurities and, you know, in and out of different legal situations and stuff. And, you know, then having my son literally like, right after that to where like they all the same age for like two weeks in the summertime the situation with that you know he it was just a lot going on that you know with my mental with everything and so just kind of going through that and and realizing like 
all of the stuff that I lost, you know what I mean? I kind of needed to to do what I'm doing now and be able to do music full time. And that's all I do now. I wake up in the studio, I go to bed in the studio. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just immersed in it all day. And it's like, I look at it as like, you know, if you never, if you never take that chance, you know, it's scary. You know what I'm saying? You might die, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you might get everything that you ever wanted at the same time, but you'll never know if you, if you don't do it, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's kind of what the true and living kind of touches on. It's like, uh, it's like a return, you know what I mean? The album artwork is like, you know, it's like if I think about me, I'm a real temper, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it, but I'm kind of a high headed dude. So I kind of put myself like, man, if I was Jesus, I came back, I'm probably, I'm probably going to work, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, it's revenge, you know what I mean? I'm not really a forgiving person like that. So that's kind of what it was. It was like, this is my like triumphant return. You know what I'm saying? On to that after coming back, getting crucified and all of that. This is my, you know what I'm saying? I'm back and- uh, Kiss my feet, motherfuckers. Yeah, like I won, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. basically. So that's uh, that's the true and living, you know what I mean? And that it'll make like, I actually, uh, I'm filming a movie for it right now. So the whole uh, the whole album will come out at, I think runtime total living is like 20 minutes, uh, 22 minutes on the album. So the movie's about 22 minutes. It goes through from, you know, basically first song to the last song, but it really yeah. tell the story too and all that. So One, salute, salute for your vulnerability and transparency. Um, not everyone could do that. Um, and I can relate to that, those stories of divorce and, and not being around your kids, um, which is a, People think that's what men want. No, we don't want that. We want to be our. It's it's a burden yeah. to carry that. Um, and I'll be I'll be you know I'll put it out there. You know I got four kids, two two different mothers, four kids in total, and I live with two, and the other two don't live with me. Uh, my two oldest boys don't live with me, and I can't tell you on an everyday basis that I'm healthy about it. it it's just it's impossible. It's just it's just. I'm not okay with it, but when when the word when people say, "Well, we got to compromise," I always say, "The men don't compromise in this situation. We sacrifice in this situation." Right. And I get people offended when I say that. I go, "There's no compromise. Compromises. I got the kids, and you pay me child support. <laughs> That's the compromise." But they, you know, I always find those things interesting. Yeah. I, I push back on it, the idea yeah, of it. it really, and I have a good relationship, so not shout out to all the baby mamas in the world. Nah, I got yeah, a good relationship. My baby mom. But I, te- I tell them, don't use the word compromise with me. Yeah. You better use the word sacrifice or else I will be offended. Yeah, hey, I feel that. Nah, me and, me, and, me and my ex-wife, we definitely working on our relationship. You know, I'll say like, I feel like it was probably close to one of the worst things in my life that it happened to me at the time but like dealing with uh, the situation with the kids and all of that like you know at a time like I was really going through a lot of like mental health issues you know I dealt with uh, you know some stuff where I tried some like different medications at one point in time went cold turkey off of them low-key lost my mind for a little bit uh, you know what I mean and in that period of time did a lot of damage to you know what I'm saying my relationship that I ultimately feel like we just never really recovered from and ultimately led to everything that had happened um, you know what I mean but it's like the first situation in my life I really 
you know, had no control over. Because I'm the type of person, you know, where I come from, how, you know, how I learned to be and how I grew up, you know what I mean? It's just, there's always, it's a way. I'm going to get you to do what I want you to do or act how I want you to act. Ain't nobody going to never really take that for me that I can't get, you know what I'm saying, something back for, you know what I mean? So it's like, this is the first time I ever had a situation where it's like, there's really literally nothing I can do to like remedy or solve this situation other than like chill, you know what I'm saying? Or like, because the more, if I can't, you know what I mean? I'm, I can't, first off, I never put no harm to a woman, no ways physically, you know what I'm saying? So like, there's nothing I'm gonna do with that, but it ain't no, you know what I mean? There's never a situation I've been in where it's like no type of uh, violence or threat of violence or, you know what I mean? Anything like that or anything of that nature, whatever it is, the ex darkest parts. Ex accepting the you fact that I mean? you can't get the outcome yeah. that you want and no matter what you do say <clears throat> is really, really tough. And really like the way I look at it is like the darkest parts of me have always been able to fix any situation as an ultimate like end all, you know what I'm saying? And so like in this situation, that's just not really an option. You know what I mean? And so it made me really like come to terms with myself and made me a lot better person, a lot more rational minded had to make and put me in a lot of places where I have to actually sit and, and deal with my emotions, deal with my anger, deal with things that I never really had to process in other ways you know i picked up on like you know i ain't really like boxing professionally or nothing but i picked up on boxing i moved in like uh the only thing i really had in my apartment besides a mic and uh the stuff for the kids you know they got all kind of toys that, and all that, that would make sense though that would right make sense room. that's like, like i tell people as, as I, i'm a male yeah. i know i'm a male i can prove i'm a male but i also know i i get back when i'm balanced is because when I release my energy, it's always physical. I need to be physical somehow, running, whatever it is, and release that. Just the way I work as a man, I need to release that energy that way. If I could be balanced with the rest of the world. Because as soon as I'm not balanced, that's when <coughs> you'll get the darker side of cheese coming out a little more. And we don't always want that. There's a time where it needs to come out. But in general, we don't want that person to be out for too long. We gotta, gotta right. keep them good. Yeah, um, there's so much there's so much there and I picked up on all of this from the from Fire and Brimstone. So if you haven't heard that record, what are you what are you waiting for? The link is below. Do that. I think in order That's to really good. enjoy the next project, you should really check out the first project. And yeah. and it, it it is an extension of what's going on there. So do yourself a favor and do that. Crush a lot podcast, subscribe, share, and all that good stuff. Um Saying that, I do have a, a, a more, a little bit of a more serious question. Um, I ask everyone on the show, uh, and one I want to uh, once again I appreciate your candor and your honesty. Um, it's very refreshing, and I, I and I kind of like you're saying it, but I kind of knew it through the music, so I wasn't yeah. surprised. It's like it's, you, know, you wear it on yeah. your chest. I don't mean to take you like, you know, too off on another rabbit hole or nothing. I'll keep it short. But like, you know, I feel like a lot of hip hop and just a lot of like men in general, especially like like black men, you know what I mean? Have an issue with like emotion and a lot of emotion and dealing and how we deal and process with emotion or suppressing it or or hiding it. You know what I mean? We kind of taught like 
you know, from like a young age that basically you got to like body yourself in all kind of different ways. But even from stuff as far as showing affection or telling like, you know, even a woman how you might feel about her, things like that. And so it's, it becomes so like stigmatized, you know what I mean? Even a point of like negative like emotion becomes so stigmatized to where it's like, you know, if you feel in a type of way, like it's crazy how like society, it's probably like the worst thing you could tell a woman is that you lonely. It's like they'll run, they'll run the hell off. You know what I'm saying in a second, or like, or just any person in general. You know what I mean, or just so like. I just know, you know what I mean. I feel like what I've learned in my life, and like a lot of mistakes I've made, and things that I did in my younger self, or things that I regret. You know what I mean. Were really just kind of like outlets of emotions that I was trying to like, you know, hide or wasn't processing in a correct way, or even was emotions that I would take and then process in a way that I thought this is how I'm supposed to deal with this emotion because this is what you know what I mean folks told me I'm supposed to do or this is how I'm supposed to treat people or do things you know what I'm saying and I, so I work with young people yeah. in my full-time job like mentoring people and one of the things I always oh that's dope. one of the things I always challenge our young people to think about is why are you mad right now oh well he cheated on me yeah, I, I understand, but why are you mad right now? Because I'm supposed to be mad. No, you you don't have to be mad. You Sometimes our reactions are taught to us. Like we, we're taught to right. react that way, but if you remove yourself from that, you're more free to actually see a situation that's not as, as big. Now, I'm not saying cheating is good or anything, but I did advise him, like, I, a boy, uh, my boy who's married, I'm like, why didn't you just understand that she was a wild child from the beginning and accept her for what it is and make parameters? I'm like, because of that, I'm like, there's other ways to go about it. This one is not going to yes. get to the result. So I, I'm glad you bring these things up because there's so much wisdom there. And I think that you don't give anybody those answers in your project. And you're actually not spelling it out. You need to be an active listener to understand and really enjoy what Teller Banks is giving it to you. So if, check out the album. Check out the records. It is, it's it's great stuff, just on an entertainment level, but really absorb it and put yourself in a in a place to really absorb what's going on. Because I think people will find it very uh, a, a challenging listening experience and meaning that it's not given to you. You have to work to really get all the little nuances. And I love records like that. But I have a question. And I appreciate you saying that. That's dope, man. I have a, quite a serious question. Since you have kids, it's obviously you've been enjoying the female body throughout your life. Now, <laughs> saying that, if you could pick one beat from the pantheon of hip-hop beats that best describes your lovemaking talents your mattress uh, mumbo, your body friction, your <laughs> your your labia loving self. What beat will be that? Now, mind you, it's a it's a Tuesday night. Uh, we're probably not that inebriated. That might change on a Friday night with a few <laughs> drinks and stuff. I'm just a little, but not super. In the, like, mm. there's a, what beat would that? It's be? gotta be hip hop. No, no, no. You can call her outside the lines. Okay, man, you know that, uh, dog, I don't know, uh, I 
don't know the name of the guy. I can't think of the damn song. It's the genuine, 100% genuine, uh, motherfucker. And it was three o'clock in the morning. You know, he come through the first note that motherfucker hit it. It was three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that joint. I can't think of the name right now. We're gonna now, put the link below for people to know what that is. That is, that's the shit that uh, I feel like I'm. Yeah. When you hear that, I have Teller Banks in, in, in your mind because I want to make sure yeah. your experiences is maximized. Crush a lot podcast. Teller Banks, hit the links below. Bye, 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 bye. Yes, you can stream. We get it. We get it. Bye, bye, bye. For they could get a bigger cut of the money. For they could uh, get genuine in the room while they're doing what they do. That's what we got to do. Bye, bye, bye. Crush a lot podcast. Subscribe, share, and all that good stuff. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.